Is it me or was it hot? So Hollywood, What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Miss Hollywood. And you're tuned in to another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Gio. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in. This is the 27th episode. Uh, last week was the 26th episode. Um, I had a gentleman by the name of Dalen Goff here. But let me let me start off by telling you guys what this podcast is about uh so hollywood the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally and the titles go out the door the main thing that brings us together is this thing called entertainment so i wanted to elaborate on that it's an entertainment-based show anybody and everybody can come on this show i do not discriminate and um i just talk about life i talk about entertainment i talk about culture i talk about hip-hop whatever your genre of music is um i like to talk about but um as i stated before i like to do a recap of my last week's show um he i had a guest by the name of dalen golf he is the wingstop marketing director and he came he came out of nowhere when it comes to um the interviews i was manif- trying to mess not trying. I manifested this situation. Uh, he was a part of Zooming with the Homies. I don't know if you guys know what Zooming with the Homies is, but um, it's a YouTube show that is hosted by a comedian by the name of Tahir Moore. I saw the gentleman, Dalen, on there and I reached out to him and he reached back and we had an interview. So it was really, really dope. Um, we talked about where his passion for entertainment began um, the college life, everything leading up to where he is now, um, the many experiences that he had to go through in order to uh, get to where he is now. And then um, I like to do a thing called top five, but instead of doing top five, the original top five, I kind of switch it up for him because he does. He's, he's like I said, marketing director for Wingstop. So I like to do, like to do top five wing sauces. That's what I did for him. So. Um, 40 after, which is what I, which, excuse me, which is what I just stated, the top five, um, 45 after, I like to do a thing called Sweet 16. Now that we have an artist up here, um, hopefully she can spit 
what she um, spit for the Adult Swim Hot 16 Challenge, in which we will also get into that a little bit later. And then 50 after we do, or I do a, a wind down where you give out your shout outs and tell them where to follow you. And um, I also do or have my guests answer question of the day at the end. So um, I'm going to ask this question now, then have you answer it at the end. What bothers you about the industry? Why? And what would be your solution to fixing it? Um, I'm going to reread it at the end, like I said, but just to think about it a little bit during our interview. Um, So without further ado, I have a young lady by the name of Zania. She is based out of Chicago, (laughs) Chi-Town, Chicago, Illinois, and she is a recording artist, actress, spoken word artist. Um, So, yeah, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. No problem. And congratulations again on um, winning the contest. Um, I will share a little bit more about the contest um, after we get to know you as um, an individual. So I like to introduce or not introduce. I like to begin my interviews with um, how this thing called entertainment entered your life, like at the very earliest age. Oh, wow. So for me, um, I grew up in, uh, in Texas. Uh, my parent, my parents were in the military, so we moved around a lot, but we ended up settling in Texas for a while. And I got into theater. Uh, I was always on the basketball team too. So I was kind of trying to juggle between, you know, I'm skipping practice to go. I was on the debate team. I was a little nerd. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just, that just diversity, if you ask me. Yeah, it was fun. I always got like teased by my team because they all had like little basketball symbol and I had the speech and debate symbol on my, <laughs> my jacket. So yeah, I was, I was a little bit of a nerd, but it really gave me a lot of confidence coming up, um, kind of just forced to um, really just put yourself out there and, and kind of have faith in the craft. Um, so I've always been like performing always been rapping too I never um this is like the first time I've actually taken it a bit more seriously than I have in the past but Mm -hmm. rapping has just always been like something that I've always done and so you know I think looking back at how I grew up and how music was just always a part of my life I think it's all coming full circle now so so what was that um so school was the first entertainment experience that you you had or was it or were your parent were you like a because I like to ask this as well um because most people have parents that listen to music during the holidays or they listen to music uh when they were growing up like is there anything that connected you you know from that point on interesting coming up my parents were very strict Bible beaters. Like I didn't even know other genres of music existed until I was like 12 or 13 because my parents, they wouldn't let us listen to the radio. Right. They would, you know, like we were kind of like really cut off from like the music scene. 
the only rap and music that I did hear was like gospel, like Yolanda Adams. Um, there's a really good Christian rapper by the name of T-Bone that we used to listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. So my first introduction to music was just all gospel. Wow. Okay. And so as I got older, you know, and my parents kind of got a little more lenient. I cut the radio on. I'm like, oh, stop. what is this? <laughs> this is wretched and I love it. So, so yeah, it was kind of like finding out that that kind of music existed and kind of putting that into what I already had, you know, and it's just become a really good combination, I think. So. Right. Okay. So gospel um, was your foundation and then you mm-hmm. kind of branched out into other things like hip hop and what other genres did, were you exposed to at that age? Um, just a lot of like soulful, a lot of choir too. And when you, it sounds great, but as a child hearing those same records over and over, you're right. like, oh my goodness. Right. Like, and so when I was finally introduced to like the top 40, the radio, like it was like, it was kind of like, like a, an epiphany for me, like, wow. Mm. So not only does this kind of music exist, but this kind of music exists also. Right. And so for, for me as an artist, I feel like I kind of found a way to combine different elements of both of those genres and kind of put them together and and create something a little different that I don't think a lot of people are used to hearing. So, Oh, so that's where your spoken word and stuff kind of branched off as well. Or, mm-hmm. or, or how did that become something that you wanted to do as well? Cause it, it works hand in hand, believe it or not, but. Yeah. So my brother, he is actually a really talented writer. Like he's oh. always been really talented from a young age. He's my older brother and he would write, little poems and little raps and he would recite them to me mm-hmm. and I'd be like wow that is so cool you know oh my god I want to do that too so I'd go in my room and I'd write something and I'd bring it back to him oh. and he would he would dog my <laughs> stuff so bad oh I felt so bad and you know at this time I'm like eight or nine Facts. so you know I put a lot of heart into this you know I'm like check me out and he would just go in on me he was probably a teenager at this point like that's terrible that don't even sound good Mm -hmm. and I think by him constantly saying that over and over it you know it It allowed you to get better Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. definitely so he technically knew what he was doing yeah, he was, he was building a soldier. Yeah, that's good. Because you need those people around you to, to, to tell you the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even though at, you were at that young age, it still helped you at the end of the day. It was a part of your experience that grew with you. Oh, so definitely. that's dope. That's dope. So um, did you do any, like, were you in the band in, in like, middle school, high school? Were you in any of that, like... Now, band, no, but no. my dad, he would play the keyboard. And so, oh, so be... you had a very, like, v- variety of family members that did a variety, yeah. things, so to speak. Yeah, it was, it's, yeah, and I think about it now because it was just so normal. Right. You know, dad's playing the keyboard, he's over here writing. So it never really registered to me that, oh, this is a gift. Right. You know, because it right. was just 
it was just so common it's just there like sometimes and in, in, it's like out of sight out of mind but if it's always mm-hmm. there it's just like a consistent thing like oh well they just play the keyboard or mm-hmm. my dad was just a gospel singer or you know it's, it's just it just becomes the norm as you said so that's mm-hmm. that's dope that they instilled that into you um once you figured out the other genres how did they feel about you stepping out to that side if that makes sense <laughs> oh don't even get me started Uh-oh. okay Uh-oh. oh <laughs> so well, I, is there anything off limits that's what I should have asked you at the beginning but is there anything off limits that you just if you don't want to answer anything that's fine too but I just you know if it's more if it's personal you don't have to you don't by any means have to answer but if you'd like to elaborate then the floor is yours yeah I feel like I'm an open book but um yeah, they. I mean, even to this day, mm-hmm. they're like certain songs. All right, and I'll be happy to send that track to my mom and say, "Hey, check this out." And there's some tracks I wouldn't want her to hear ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's it's kind of finding that balance. Um, I posted a video on YouTube when I first like really started taking music seriously, uh, entitled "Female J Cole." And when I posted that up, it was it was really about the civil unrest going on at the time. George Floyd had just passed. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really wanted to put something out there to to kind of give people something to look to for inspiration. And, mm-hmm. and I think I said like one curse word in the whole rap. So I sent it to my dad. I was like, Dad, check it out. But it was a it was a wholesome message. Like I, as I said, one, maybe two curse words. Mm-hmm my dad went off that is what is this this is this is terrible like like you you could be a christian rapper you know like they're very they're very to this day to this day uh yeah definitely definitely so but i think over time once they see like the passion that you have yeah and just like it doesn't matter I mean, it does matter. Context matters. Don't get me wrong. Right. Right. But it doesn't necessarily have to be in a box, you right. know? Right. And so I think once they see things start to take off a little bit, maybe they'll they'll open their minds a little bit. You're speaking so truth. You know, you can't hide that, you know, mm-hmm. if, it's, if it was something that you weren't, you know, that you weren't truthful for, then I could see. But other than that, you have, you know, you have a great voice and you you have a great message behind your voice. So, that, you know, that's what they should look at. Even if it was a cur- curse word or two, I'm pretty sure they, they, sl- yeah. they said something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Everybody, everybody is a, they have their path. They yes. have their past. Trust yes. and believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> So after, after um, your parents pretty well accepted you for being an artist, um, where did that take you? Like, I'm pretty sure that was a weight off of, off of your back when they, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like gave you that push, but they're still holding on. Um, How, like, where, where did that take you? You know, I think just because of how they are and, and, you know, they're, they're very old fashioned, you know, it really, I really had to have the confidence in myself to be able to reveal that side of myself to them. Cause you know, these are my, my family, these are my blood. So, right. 
you know, anything I do, I want to make sure that it's not a disappointment to them or, you know, it's not hurting them in any way. But I think knowing how they are and knowing how I am as a person, it really forced me to to gain a, a more clear understanding of who I want to be as a person and who I want to mm. be as an artist. And and having to accept myself first before I could, you know, come to them and say, hey, this is me, you know. Right. Right. So it's been a great journey, you know, and it, it's been times where I've, you know, I've, I haven't been a hundred percent honest, you know, about my sexuality with my parents and about a lot of things, but, um, over time it's gotten better and I have faith that it's going to continue to get better. Yes, of course, mm-hmm. of course. And that's very important as well to be open and honest with yourself and knowing your value, it is what I like to instill in, in my guests as well, because some people, they just don't know, you know, what they're worth. They don't know their value and they just don't know themselves. So that's what I, that's what I told them or tell them to do before this, this entertainment stuff, like know who you are, be genuine to yourself and not let anybody take that joy from you. Cause as soon as that happens, it's downhill it's all downhill because so many more people will come in and just it's not worth it but (laughs) after um high school uh did you go to college or like did you pursue anything um outside of that so I ended up uh going to Columbia College Chicago briefly Mm -hmm. um I went there for about two years and I was really, I was a theater head. So I was focused on like getting on the stage. I wanted to be in plays. I wanted to do shows. And I think about halfway through, I kind of like looking around and and seeing everyone I was surrounded with, it kind of didn't feel like a fit for me. Mm. Like it's it's something that I've always done. And, you know, I, I've always been passionate about it and enjoyed it. But it as I got older, I started to realize, okay, this isn't, the avenue that I expected it to be right and and so there was that point of like reevaluation like okay you know this was the plan I'm right. I'm the type of person like write it down here's the list Facts. this is what we're doing Facts. and so to realize that maybe my list wasn't correct I was like okay I need to reevaluate what I value here and and what's what's bringing me joy because as I got older you know those same things didn't really feel the same way to me anymore Didn't and that's when bring that out of you like it, it you you thought yeah it was. and music has always been on the back burner mm. and so you know it's like okay this has okay. never gone away for me it's always been a passion I never have a doubt of whether or not I want to do I, this you never had to and question so, you never had mm-hmm. to question as you're as you're questioning your current state right right <laughs> So, yeah, and it just, it became what I wanted to do. And I mean, it's always been what I wanted to do, but I think now I have the confidence to actually go after it and, mm. and thinking that it could actually be a reality. That's, yeah, now that, that'll change your mind. Like that confidence mm-hmm. is, is, uh, is very important as well because it's just stepping out on faith. Why not? Mm-hmm. You, know, you have nothing else to do right now, but step out on faith. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and some people, some people also kind of shy away from that whole faith in you know 
accepting that it is a higher power that's helping you with this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like that's where they're lacking. And that's where oh, yeah. their blessings aren't coming in as fast as they would like it to be because they haven't accepted the fact that it's something else other than us that is helping us along this journey. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you realize that at an early age and they and they instilled that into you as well is mm-hmm. is knowing, you know, where where it comes from or yeah. you're being led by something else other than yourself. Excuse me. So after um, after you went to college and you realized that theater wasn't as, um, I guess, I don't want to say joyous, but wasn't what you wanted to do. When did that transition to being an artist um, mm-hmm. come in? So this is the craziest story well, I've ever experienced in my life, but um. I, I dropped out of school. I was working in a restaurant and I was working every day. I was tired and the place closed at like two in the morning. So I'm getting off at like two, three in the morning, you know, just to wake up, do it all over again. And it became like a rat race. Like it was just so tiring. But, you know, at this point I'm established. I've got a home, I've got bills. So it's like, okay, these things can't be neglected. So I'm still continuing my job and going on. And one day at work, I have the worst fall ever. I'm telling you, I fell and I felt my ankle pop out of its socket. And it like literally like broke in half. And like I'm laying on the ground and like my leg is, is straight out. And literally my leg is like dangling. My ankle's dangling off my leg. It was the worst fall I'd ever had. So I ended up having to get two surgeries mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to work. So I'm literally just laying in bed. I got my back, my cast on, um, you know, this is the first surgery in it's, it's painful. Like even getting up to go to the bathroom was like unbearable. Like it was the worst pain I've ever experienced. And it really gave me time to like think about like okay you you run in this race you work in this job and now look you know right if you couldn't do this again if you know if your limbs weren't working if you weren't able to do this where would where would you be what would you be doing you know and so I really had to reevaluate mm-hmm. where my where my values were and I knew you know okay I have these financial responsibilities but at the end of the day I'd rather struggle and and you know and do something that's bringing me satisfaction right then you know struggle and do something that's not bringing me satisfaction right. so right. so yeah and then during this time this was when George Floyd had just passed okay so this and, is more recent of mm-hmm. you um when you, this the transition to being an actress or being you know theater to an um an entertainer oh yeah oh yeah this this was like a a revelation Mm. so yeah I'm sitting there I'm watching the news you know we had just heard about this virus that has just come out and everyone's terrified Mm -hmm. I I can't walk I can't move I'm not going anywhere and the only thing I can do is sit and watch the news Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. 
I, this is my only window to the outside world right now, you right. know? Right. And seeing just all the calamity, the, the protests and everything, and feeling like I wasn't contributing to this movement, feeling bad, you know, I can't hobble to the protest and, you know, and I wanted to do something that could contribute to the movement. And that's when I wrote the song Bloodlines. Right. Okay. And so I wrote that on the couch in a cast while mm. watching the news. Wow. And yeah, I, I that was the first song I'd ever put out for the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did 30,000 streams. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Wait, what? 30,000? And this was like the first thing I'd ever done. And and you're free you know, to the game, but you like you've always, like you said, wrote, written and, and did things mm-hmm. like that, but actually releasing something. Right, right. Wow. And so and when that came, I was like, okay, God is trying to tell me something. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like down for nothing. He didn't sit you uh, down for nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so a few months after having this song released, mm-hmm. I get a call from a from a lady from Fox News in Washington. She's like, yeah, we, we saw your video on YouTube. She put she put the video on her news, her little news expose. And I was like, OK, that's what? cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I get a, I put the song into like a small songwriting contest. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And all this is from my couch. And I get a call from the John Letting songwriting contest. Yeah, your song won. What? Are you serious? So yeah, it was, it was just a shock. It was a shock, but then it was like really gratifying to know that like, okay. It solidified everything that you, yeah. grew, that you grew up from is here at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was great. It was great. And I, you know, I put a lot of thought into the song. It was, um, I honestly, to this day, I've written so many songs since then, but I feel like that is probably one of the uh, most iconic special songs I've ever written. And I'm really proud of it too. So that's amazing. Congratulations with that, especially being a new, new artist, because most artists that come out the gate are not, you know, as successful. Mm -hmm. And that was, like you said, was confirmation to you continuing to be who you are. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking back. Hit the ground running. Cause I'm I'm looking at your Instagram and I see your Spotify streams and information. And I'm like, what? Yeah, That's it's a blessing it's, as well. It's still crazy. it's still fresh in your mind because it, it mm-hmm. December was the wrap up and it says 51.6 K streams, mm-hmm. 995 hours. 44.6k listeners in 80 countries. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. And I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Can you can you emphasize on um the meaning of it? Blood I know you said um that's when George Floyd had passed away and mm-hmm. it was it was focusing on more of like what we're going on, what's going on in the world today. Can you give a, a, a brief synopsis of, of the, you know, the, the message behind it? Yeah, definitely. So um, uh, the, the hook really speaks to me. In the hook, it says, I see tragedy. I see regret. I see my people fighting until we have nothing left. 
I see drawn guns. I see swollen eyes. I see the pain in our bloodlines, bullets in the summertime. And so you think about, yeah, just like, and me, you know, coming from Texas and coming up to Chicago and just seeing, you know, the amount of shootings and the amount of crime, it was like a culture shock to me. And it's the highest, the, the highest shooting that they've had in like, or, or, you know, killings that they had in, in like, years yeah it's been really bad this year and a lot of kids too a lot of kids and so you know and me I'm sitting on the couch like I said my ankle's broken Mm -hmm. and I'm just taking in all this negative information over and over again and it, it takes a toll on you right you know and I think for a lot of people there is no way to express that kind of pain you know because some of us just aren't equipped to be able to articulate how we're feeling. Right. And so I, for me, it's like, okay, God has given me the ability to phrase this for people so that they understand and they feel it. Right. And, and I think um, that is most definitely important as an artist. Uh, yeah. We want those turn up songs. Yeah. We want of those course. club, those club scenes, you know, but at the end of the day, we also need to, you know, give something to our listeners and give them something they can feel and feed off of. And I I felt like this song, I felt like it was unification. Mm -hmm. You know, there was so much division going on and, um, you know, this side against this side and we're blaming them and they're blaming us. And I felt like this song could kind of put it into perspective so that people could really understand what we're dealing with in the Black community. And sometimes it's not just because we're all bad. You know, right. there are things set up as to why it's like this. And you have to open your eyes and and, and look at that. Right. Exactly. Because it's I mean, it's right in front of you. It's like not is mm-hmm. no way of, of not seeing it unless you close your eyes. But you still see black. So, mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? So People don't yeah. even look at it in that sense. Like close your eyes, like everybody close their eyes. What do you see? Black. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day. So but. But it's yeah, it's it's I don't I don't care to watch the I'd watch the news, but every time I watch the news, it's like, oh, uh alert, somebody got shot here, somebody got stabbed here, somebody got robbed here, somebody, you know, it's always it's not really it's it's not it oversaturates the positivity that you want to see on the news. Exactly, exactly. I know it's news, but it's still media related. Like they're they're sh- putting this in your mind for you mm-hmm. to think about this all day long like do I need to go to Walmart for real because I could get mm-hmm. shot or do I need to go to this gas station for real because I get robbed you know it, yeah. it starts to eat away mm-hmm. your mental and that and you live in fear yeah you live in fear that's one of the most the biggest things that you can do to go downhill is to live mm-hmm. like there's yeah. no point there's no point in it and for a lot of people that aren't around Black people on a regular basis, their only perception of our behavior is what they see on the news. Right. Or and what so, they thought or what they're taught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so automatically they're looking at you like, like you don't take their purse, you know? And it's like, you know, I'm me, you know, you, right. you're not seeing me as a person. You're seeing the stereotype that they've created for you. You're seeing me as a color. 
like mm-hmm. a, a, a pack of markers or you know what I mean you just right. me based off of that because I can look this way but I could turn colors right before your eyes you would never know stop, exactly. you know, stop judging me based off of what I look like because mm-hmm. you don't know who I am in real life and exactly. that, that and that that also is a, a huge, big problem and it's even it's getting even bigger mm-hmm. and um and with your song you definitely um elaborated on on that um the, it's a single called bloodlines correct bloodline yeah. and it was released earlier this year um also um i wanted to mention some things uh that you wanted to point out um is there a lane for female artists or rappers where sexuality and vulgarity are not necessary? Honestly, I'm, I don't know. You know, you hear, you hear this music and, you know, don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Baby. You're banking. (laughs) Okay. You know, I'll be turning up. But, <laughs> it comes to a point in time where it's like, okay, what else you gonna talk about? Right. You know? Right. So it's like, you know, we gotta put a cap on it. Or if we're gonna have it, you know, let's keep it because obviously it's working. Yeah. But but let's add a little substance behind it as well, because I feel like, you know, if a male rapper gets on the track, he's not gonna spit 16 bars about his genitalia. You know what I mean? Correct. And and so we kind of have to even the playing field with that and and kind of show our artistry as well, our lyricism, our Because at one point it was more of the visual. You know, Mm -hmm. you visualize it, they all sexy, so on and so forth. But now they're talking about it. I mean, little Kim, she was a bit of both, but you know, back in the day, she had men and she, and she was spitting bars. So yeah. it's not like it was a uh, 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 vagina, vagina. Like it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a consistent level of that. It was like, okay, well, I can do that. And then I'm going to switch it back to this. And then it was right. a variety of things. But now, like you said, it's more of like a popping it and dropping mm-hmm. it. You don't always want to hear that. You don't and all- it used, yeah, and it used to be, you know, you did a little play on words, you Back. know. Back. But now they just flat out say that <laughs> shit. <laughs> like we don't even have to guess what she's talking about. <laughs> like, and right. it's visual, and it's visual. Like it's straight mm-hmm. to the point, visual, and it's like right there in your face. It's like you can't, you can't like do like this because you always gonna try. <laughs> but yeah some 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 of these ladies they definitely need more substance when it comes to their music um and like as you said it is it's it's there it's going to be there it's not gonna I don't think it's ever gonna leave but Mm -hmm. now it's like right in your face like a punch to the gut type situation and yeah. and also on the radio now it's like some things can get played some things cannot get played and it's just mm-hmm. like what what i just heard this song and it said one thing and then and then i just heard it again and it said another thing so what what kind of edits do y'all have that y'all ain't going <laughs> just be like mm, oh okay well yeah i didn't know you could that on the radio <laughs> right hmm. wait a minute all right 
All right. Uh-huh. But each also each radio station is kind of different, but they're supposed to have the same guidelines. But that's an that's neither here nor there. But um mm-hmm. uh, and as an artist, do you you don't see yourself doing any anything of that nature? Now I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> because I got a banger in the pad right now. Uh-oh. Oh but uh <laughs> I'm just saying, if we gonna do it like that, let's let's do something else to counteract it, you know? Because baby, don't let don't let it fool you now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let this little Texas accent fool you, baby. Because uh, hello, yeah, (laughs) that's right. <laughs> oh it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh my god! But <laughs> also, um, is the world ready for that just yet? Do you think the world is ready for it? You know, I think we have to make them ready. Yeah, because I I don't think any new breakout artist that's coming through is gonna just get all the praise and you know there's gonna be controversy she's boring she's not cute mm-hmm. you know and why so like that why she dressed like that it's like mm-hmm. you gotta you got you gotta break the barriers and, and mm-hmm. kind of force it out of them. like and a rhapsody yeah she's the perfect example of that you know she was she's she still does the sexy in her way but she also mm-hmm. speaks facts like she speaks Mm-hmm. like stuff into existence like she's that that I don't know what I how I can explain her if she was a male who would I who if she was a male who would you uh pair her to probably say like a Kendrick Lamar yeah J. Cole yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. something okay. along those lines yeah definitely mm-hmm. now the same question Pam for you if if you were a male how would you uh, who who do you think you would be considered as? Or I don't want to say sound like because everybody still gets their sound from somebody. Like they get right. their influence, but you know who who do you think you could match up to? Now I I have three artists that I feel like really resonate with me. I love J Cole. Uh, I love everything he stands for. He's the man. Now Lil Wayne, I came <laughs> up you know, when I discovered Lil that Wayne. Balance, that balance again, I see yeah. it. I had the Carter on, you know, and the basketball practice. So, you know, that was um, that was probably the first ratchet hit I had ever heard was um, "Son Like My Daddy." Really? <laughs> yeah. And so that that lives with me. And then I also I also like Eminem. I know he gets a lot of flack sometimes, but I, I like his style and his speed and his lyricism as well. So. I kind of like to take different elements from the rappers that I like and, and put them together. So that's awesome. You don't hear you don't hear too many females saying that they like Eminem as you know as a rapper. Mm-hmm. Well, I know he's other things, but as a rapper, you don't really hear um, a lot of females speaking that. And that's that's very different. That's dope, though. It's definitely dope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so after let's let's get back into uh after you uh made the song and you won the excuse me, you won the um the writers, what was it called? 
the uh, John Lennon songwriting John Lennon songwriter um, contest. Um, what happened thereafter? I know you had entered um, another challenge, which is the Hot 16 for the Adult Swim Tour. So leading up, leading up to that day, what um, what have you done, or what what has transpired? So right now, I'm actually um, in partnership with a new label, mm-hmm. Adobe Entertainment. Yes, it's, it's great. Um, <laughs> nothing set in stone yet, but I feel very good about it, very confident about it. So we're going to manage that. Yes, yes, we will. So I'll be moving forward with uh, Kirby Entertainment in 2021. Um, they have their own magazine as well. And so they're actually about to take off. They've, they've already got a lot of reputable people behind them. Kiki Samo, I'm working with her as well. So we're partnering up on some stuff. This is based out of Chicago. Um, they're actually based in New York, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Traveling and stuff, baby girl. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Your distribution about to be lit. Hello. Mm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. That's good. Um, and then you know, I just I've just been writing. You know, we're we're here in quarantine. I'm not going to waste any time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either watch TV all day or work on my craft. So I'm gonna do nice. I'm gonna do the craft stuff. So, and you have a new um, album, or are you working on anything at the moment? So I've got I've got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like on my SoundCloud that I haven't released yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what direction we're gonna take as far as like if I, we're gonna use the ones I've already have or if we're gonna work on the new ones that I've got going you know you know for for a writer once you finish a song and you put it out you're done with that one now it's on to the next one so I'm really excited about the new stuff but I think it's all about you know in a collaboration with the label and see which ones I think will work best so awesome I can't wait to hear and there's another thing um, I'm looking at your Instagram it says options is that something that you um, just also dropped? Yeah, so my single options, um, that's available on iTunes. I just came out, I want to say, at the end of December? No, beginning of December. Yeah, it like the, yeah the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that one's getting some pretty good feedback. Um, it's a little different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes you put a beat on and, and it gives you it gives you something that you've never created before so you know whatever beat I turn on it'll give me a mood it'll give me a vibe and you know those are the words that come so it's a, it's a different from from uh what I'm used to writing but I think it's a really good one you guys should check it out um speaking of beats um where do you normally get your beats from oh man so I'm the type of person I'm not gonna go to the same person to get a beat because I want a different sound I want a different style so um, I actually got the beat for um, Bloodlines off of YouTube. I heard that and I was like, wow, that sounds good. Purchased the license on that and, and just recorded it on top of that. Um, so yeah, I go to a variety of different producers. Um, I haven't found one set producer that I think could just be me just yet. Um, there's one that I have in mind, but I'm not sure yet. So I don't want to name drop. Right. Okay. But, um, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, my fiance, he has a studio out here. 
I normally record there and he does production and he also works with Lex Luger. I don't know if you Ooh. know the super producer Lex Luger, but he did the Waka Flocka uh, Harder Than Paint. Oh, so that. Um, yeah. So whenever we get off here, we can definitely exchange some things. And of course, um, with the Adult Swim Tour team, they know a lot of um, people, excuse me, a lot of people in the industry as well. So we can definitely connect you with who you need to be connected to. Um, and then also, I know you said your partnership with your new label. We can all, you know, collectively come together. One of the young ladies, she's actually an A&R or making it magazine. So you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of um, entrepreneurs that work on our team um, in which I want to get into that as well. The Adult Swim Tour um, mixtape Hot 16. I want to talk about that and then we're going to move on to the top five and then excuse me. And then we're going to do the Sweet 16 that you spit for us for the Adult Swim Tour uh, Hot 16. And then we're going to get up off this thing. And yeah. <laughs> so um how did you hear about the adult swim tour hot 16 i actually got a dm from someone with the new label that i'm uh and works with they oh. sent me the the flyer for it. they're like hey you should try this out so i got it and i looked at it i read it and i recorded the bars on christmas day mm. and so i wanted looking all fast. <laughs> yeah yeah I have my little my little elf costume but uh yeah so I wanted it to be you know set for the holidays I wanted it to be relevant to what was going on in the times right now and and you know I wrote it I sat down I think I wrote it in like two hours it took me two hours to write 16 bars wow. but I'm very like I don't know how to describe it I'm very critical so like mm -hmm. I'll go through it. I'll go through it. And if it don't sound right, okay, let's take this word out. Okay, let's put this word in. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a, it's a little process. And plus, I wanted to win, too. So I took the <laughs> extra time <laughs> to make sure everything on the day is in a row. Right. So, yeah. And I was like, I was in shock. Yeah, because we were like, dang, she dope as fuck. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we were like, yeah, she is really hella dope, man. She's spitting like something that is relevant to what we're going, what you know, what we're going through. And it it seems like you deserve everything that you have coming for you. So yeah, that's where we we decided. And I was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna announce it. And I'm sure she's gonna be super excited. And now we are here. <laughs> and you have you have the opportunity to work with um what is it, 2K? I forgot is it 2K Visuals, which is a um a company based out of Vegas. You're gonna be able to work with them and then of course the interview here, and then you're gonna be on our adult swim tour mixtape volume four. So that's gonna be dope. That's gonna be hella yeah. dope. Because we push that, we try to we try to get out a um a series every I think like twice a year because we have bad to the core which is a direct connection with the core DJs in which you should definitely talk with DJ Kelly J which is the overall um uh I don't even know how to say it Pre prepare for this whole situation um she's a female DJ obviously and she's based out of Vegas so that's another um avenue that you can definitely link up with her 
and maybe have your own mixtape with her because she actually just dropped a mixtape with another young lady but i'm sure she'll be interested in um working with you um excuse me oh goodness and then um i done lost all trying to thought because i'm just all over the place but it's all good uh yes you'll be a part of that uh and it's bad to the core volume three i think and then we have the adult swim tour mixtape uh volume four coming out so we be working we be working um (laughs) um we'll hold on just a second i just dropped all types of shit (laughs) but we're gonna get into the top five so are you ready for the top five I'm, I'm ready, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like I don't like to give people questions prior to the interview because I like that good old natural reaction, that organic reaction. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I didn't send you any questions. So I just want you to, you know, off top, got you thinking and stuff. Um, but the top, <laughs> top, let's start it. Top five influential artists. For me, um, top five, we already said J. Cole, Lil yep. Wayne, Eminem. Yep. Yep. I actually, I I like Queen Latifah from back in the day. I don't know yeah. why. She's, yeah. she's really resonated with me. Um, and my last one, that's hard. That's hard. I may only have a top four. Mm. Yeah. We can definitely move on from that because <laughs> some people only have two to be honest they don't even get past and i just be like dang <sighs> oh well it is what it is uh top five millennial artists those are like um the little babies or the the baby like those type of um okay i like little baby i like him a lot yeah um that new guy, 24 Karat Golden or something like that. I like him. He's got a nice little style to him. Okay. Um, I like the baby too. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I, I like him. And believe it or not, I like Megan and I like Cardi. I like him. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the they, they do have some type of substance. But like you said mm-hmm. before, like we said before, it's just like a... Type situation. Yeah, all in your face. <laughs> um, top five generational artists, like a Jay Z mm. or a Nas or Busta Rhymes. Oh man, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I like Kanye. Um, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I don't think Lil Wayne gets enough credit. I think Lil Wayne <laughs> has got the hits. I think he's been relevant for such a long time. Um, Drake. Yeah. Drake. A lot of people talk about Drake too, but I like him. Um, there's like a formula to writing and a formula to getting those hits, and mm-hmm. I think they they've mastered that. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go with Nikki because Nikki, she kind of came out of nowhere, and you know she hit us hard. And yeah, she's she's a brand. She's great. She's yeah. iconic. And she's a mom now, so I want to know how those reps are going to be. Yeah, right? We'll see. I mean, it didn't change Cardi. It didn't stop. Right? It didn't stop some of them. 
So we'll see. <laughs> I ain't mad. No. I ain't mad. Don't get me wrong. Right, I'm not right. judging. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm none of the above. It's judge free zone over here. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Top, top five artists you would want to work with. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, give me J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Give me Kendrick. I want to, I want to mess with Kendrick on the mic. Um, Anybody from Chicago? That could be like Chance, Chance, Chance the rapper. Mm-hmm. I was an extra in one of your videos. I saw you. <laughs> you, you didn't see me, but I saw you. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> um, Lupe, Lupe oh, Fiasco. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, oh, I can't even, I, I need a whole nother hour for him because he's great. And um, who else would I want to work with? I think I would want to do something with Nikki. I think I would. Yeah, I think that'd be a good look. Female. I think it'd be a little different. Nice little pairing. Yeah. yeah. Last top five. Uh, top five producers you'd like to work with? Mm, that's new. Uh, so there's this guy based out of the Netherlands. Um, he makes some really interesting kind of beats like Eclectic. it's hip hop. Yeah, but it's really melodic and like it's like it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes by the name of Freak Van Workum. Um, so I like him a lot. I think I'd want to get with him. Um, producers, mm-hmm. like I said, I just I pick and choose because. I don't think I have a top five because it's all about the vibe that the beat gives me. And a lot of producers, a lot of their beats be sounding the same to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, what about like a Mike Will made it or um, any of those type of Atlanta producers or, uh, you know, um, a lot of Busta Rhymes uh, songs or, or artistry uh, is coming from Virginia. The mm. not. Not Raw and Bink Dog and Lex Luger are some other people that you probably can should consider um, looking into because those are more of the the hip hop and I think he also works with Rhapsody and Raw Digger. Mm. Knotts, Knotts works with Raw Digger and the whole Flip Mods Flip Mod um, crew. So you should definitely Flip Mod Flip Mode. <laughs> you're gonna sit there and let me do it too you like mm. hey, you, <laughs> you should definitely look into uh uh into them and raja beats he's another uh dope producer here based out of um virginia but um but yeah you should definitely or have have your um your uh company not your company the your partners mm-hmm, look into that as well because I'm like I said before they're dope they're well known here in the Virginia area and they're slept on so I'm trying to get them more um light if that makes sense um but now I know it's uh 55 after it's cool but I'm gonna have you spit the sweet 16 that you spit for the hot 16 challenge if you don't mind Whenever you're ready. You're whenever you're ready. All right, all right. <clears throat> I think it's safe to say this year has been a shit show. I had that feeling from the get go. 
when Kobe left us, I already had some pressure on my mental. George Floyd screams, ringing echoes. That ain't the end, though. Don't get me started on the lootings and shooting, blatant hatred and racists wondering what the fuck were they doing. This virus revealed a tyrant, the fact that we still divided, debating over a mask. Tell me, why are we fighting? And where's the stimulus? Can't pinpoint when we get in it. Starving families and businesses. Look at what this division did. Look how damaged the system is. Pray we have bread at Christmases. And then next year will be different. That was 16 bars for you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like, I like that. that. Yes. So I'm so sad that it's coming to an end though. Um, but I know, that was so much fun. that was hella dope. Like I really appreciate you even um entering the contest and being a part of it because um, like I said, we need more artists like you, more conscious minded artists mm-hmm. like you that um especially a african-american female um you know just yeah. expressing expressing how the world is is being um shown in our eyes or in your eyes specifically um and i really appreciate that if if nobody else tells you then so hollywood the podcast appreciates you and the adults from the tour appreciate you um is there anything oh one last thing what am i doing the question of the day, duh. I'm gonna have you answer this and then we can give our shout out, social media, where to follow you, um, your next thing that you have coming up. Um, yeah, but the question of the day is, what bothers you about the industry? Why and what would be your solution? Um, so for me with the industry, I think um, when we talk about content and we talk about you know, what we're pushing into the ears of a lot of, you know, young people and you see all the the, the calamity and the, the shootings and just a lot of pain and anguish going on in the Black community specifically. And I'm not saying that the music is directly rooted to that, but I'm not saying that it is affecting things positively. And so I know that that music is a part of the culture and I don't think that it's ever going to go away. And I I honestly don't have anything against it. But if we're going to continue to put that music out, we also have to put something out that's going to counteract those messages as well. Because right now for the youth, you're seeing a facade of of what this street life is about. And we're not not seeing the single mothers. We're not seeing the stay-at-home dads. And so we need to tell the story on both ends of it. Right. It can't just be overly saturated. And right. so in order to do that, I think more artists just need to be more honest. Um, yes, we want to make money. Yes, we want to get the sales. But at the same time, we owe something to our listeners as well. And so you, you got to be conscious about that. And it's, it's, not, it's not always about the money. Right. Just right. saying. Because once they, they, you know, people are looking and they're listening and, mm-hmm. you know, that's where their go-to and which I said before, everything, entertainment ties everything together, whether mm-hmm. you are black, whether you are white, whether you're Hispanic, whether you, you know, it doesn't matter what color you are, what, what, um, if you're male, female, you know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is. It's always entertainment. It brings it right back to that. Like you like music. I like music we have a connection so that it is what it is we're connected regardless of the fact but it's just the things that are going on outside of that 
is what's hindering us from 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 being better being great or like without living in fear and which we should never do and i'm speaking to myself as well so kudos pat myself on the back (laughs) but is there a message or anything that you would like to um say or any of your social media that you would like to shout out and i like the um your 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 uh your shirt Thank you. My mama got me this. <laughs> but um, yeah, go check me out on Instagram at Zania Music. That's Z-A-N-Y-I-A Music. Um, my single options is live on iTunes right now. Go check that out as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just support, just support Z-A-N-Y-I-A. Go check me out listen to a few things and I guarantee you you will not be disappointed yes because we obviously weren't disappointed (laughs) (laughs) so you can follow me the host on Instagram as well M-I-S-S Hollywood 313 you can follow the podcast so Hollywood the podcast and shout out to my sponsor Manzil Day Ali it's a clothing line she's it's a black owned clothing line uh she's based out of Florida right now um and she's doing it all by herself. She's doing, she's packing, she's shipping. She's, uh, she's like I said, everything is in-house. Everything she does is in-house and she's really, really dope. Follow her on Instagram. Um, and also shout out to the adult swim tour team, which includes me uh, or myself, Allie baby, Lena Renee and DJ Kelly J. Um, DJ Kelly J just dropped some things. Allie, she has some things in the works with hair. She does, um, all natural oils for hair for females and males. Um, and then also Lena Renee, she does, uh, she's a licensed cosmetologist. She does uh, anything under the sun. She has waist trainers in which I have one on uh, right now, but you can't really see it. <laughs> so shout out, like I'm plugging everybody. Like this is what, right. this is what we need is that support, that plug, like that gratification, that, that solidification, that manifestation, all the stations, we need that because it helps build us at the end of the day. Like I will, I want us, I want people to tell me how much they love me because that helps. And I should do the same. I should reciprocate. Mm -hmm. Like just tell somebody, be 100, tell them that, Hey, I like what you got on. Or I like this about you. Don't be a hater. You know what I mean? Don't be a hater all your life. You can't, you can't. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's the message that I want us to leave you guys off with. And until next time, so Hollywood the podcast episode 26 with Zanaya. Hey. Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get ignorant. Hollywood likes to bite, let's get right for a little bit. The vibe's so low, so let's go and bump it a little bit. Let's celebrate life like it's gonna end in a little bit. Hit it by a little twist and mix it with some of this. And mix it with Hollywood and you fall for a knockness. Imagine the gas can't even produce more hotness than this hip hop pop. It's a female accomplice. Hey, hey, hey.
Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.